Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Guys, before we jump into the undefeated winner's lounge, got to tell you about our friends over at Solace Meds who have some smoking hot September deals for you. We're talking 25% off Can America gummies, 20% off strains tinctures, 25% off rocking cartridges, 20% off glacier concentrates, and then you can take those deals and stack them up with the deal DNVR20, which will give you an additional 20% off that. And then they're going to hit you with a free Solace Bar or King Cone. The deals over at Solace Meds are unmatched. They're unbeatable. Uh, and you got to check them out because they are part of the DNVR family. So check out Solace Meds. That's S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com. Defeated winners lounge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's Hank? <laughs> Hank, we need the boat horn. <laughs> oh man, Let's another go. Another win. Uh and a cheering happening. Absolutely fantastic win. In my opinion, Zach, a smothering win, a dominant win, a, de- a degrading win. Um, and I want to talk with you all about it, but first I want to tell you about our sponsor, MSU Denver. MSUDenver.edu slash online is the place to go to scope out all they have to offer, and they've got a lot, a lot, a lot to offer. So check them out, MSUDenver.edu slash online, and what's best about them is students who attend MSU Denver uh, work twice as many hours as students attending any other college or institution. So if you're looking to maintain a full-time job, wow. Uh, while you go to school, there's no better place than MSU Denver online. My boy, Ryan, what is up? What a day we started off. Well, you and I started off by waking up super early for early, early flights. We get here. You rush here, crush the online tailgate. Then Thank we you. go and crush yes. the in-person tailgate. Is the, that, is, I, I'm calling it the digital tailgate and the physical tailgate. The physical tailgate. We crush that. Then the Broncos come out and crush the New York Jets. Like you said, soul-crushing uh, the Jets and Zach Wilson and Ryan. This Denver Broncos defense 
elite. That's what we've seen so far. And what do we say? We said we wanted to see it reflect in the score. Ryan, 26 to 0. That's dominating. That is absolutely dominating. And Zach, I got to be honest. Hang on. Let me just. I'm trying to get our tweet out because I accidentally tweeted it with the wrong YouTube link. It's been a day, all right. Yes, it's been a. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm working on about two hours sleep. Oh, uh, I got I got half an hour on you, man. Give or take a couple minutes <laughs> here and there. So, um, where is that YouTube link? Uh, I don't. I'll, I'll, I'll let you find it. And Ryan, we okay. just watched the Las Vegas Raiders move to three and zero, which typically isn't something you want to see. But Ryan. Because of that, the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders aren't just tied for first in the AFC West. Mm. They're tied for first in the entire AFC. Those are the only two undefeated teams left. And the Broncos play the Raiders in a couple of weeks in Denver. It's not crazy to say that maybe that's an undefeated matchup going into that game. But <laughs> with, with the way this Broncos team's playing, have they played three bad opponents? Yeah, sure they, they certainly have. Have they taken care of them? They absolutely have. Ryan, they have beat opponents by double digits. We have some people coming in from the tailgate right now. I see uh, oh, Count Bridgela walking in right now. We love uh, to see So that. the vibes are just about to get even better in here. But, Ryan, they have beat their opponents uh, three straight weeks in a row. They have beat their opponents by double digits three straight weeks in a row. All of these things are stuff that you have to go back way into the past in order to find a Broncos team that was this dominant, and we're seeing it right out of the gate this year. Yeah, there's the old saying, Zach, good teams win, great teams cover. Uh, is there a saying, good quarterbacks win, great quarterbacks cover? Ah, uh, because that's, that's Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater now 3-0 and covering the spread with the Denver Broncos. He moves to 38-13-1 in his career covering the spread. That's the best in, in, in the entire NFL. The only person who's within him, I think he's a little over 73%, maybe 74, 75% at this point. The only person who's close to him who has a legitimate number of starts under his belt is Tom Brady at 58%. Uh, and Tom's not even close to him. Not even close. Um, but that's what I was going to say is, you know, it'd be one thing if they barely snuck by the Giants or they barely snuck by the Jags or they barely snuck by the Jets. I would maybe be more cautious in the optimism if that was the case. They're just shellacking these teams. Yep. Um, in the scoreboard, you know, if you're just scoreboard watching and you just pulled up the last two games, you'd say, well, you know, the Giants win was, what, only 13, or 14, 27, yep. 13? Yep. And the Jags win was only 10. And, you know, I don't know what you would possibly say about this one. But what – Only what, putting up 26, I guess. What you have to add to that is Daniel Jones takes a, a QB draw in on the very last play With of the no game. no time left. No time left. Um, and then, the you know, there's obviously the kickoff return late in the game for the Jags. So what when you talk about this defense being dominant, I'm really saying they're responsible for 14 points through three games. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> that is insane, Ryan. It's, and it's not like it's the they have a, a clean bill of health and they're doing this with all their guys while they're playing these rookies and teams that are hurt. No. The Broncos have suffered many injuries and unfortunately many on the offensive side of the ball today, uh, but they've suffered a lot. No Bradley Chubb in this game, no Ronald Darby, no Josie Jewell. So what do we see happen, Ryan? And the pass rush, guys step up, not just Von Miller, who did step up, but you have five guys, get or four guys, get sacks. You have Alexander Johnson, who really Two. steps up in the place of Josie Jewell. And Pat Sertan, you, you saw the entire secondary step up. Mr. Zach Wilson, 
Well, he has a pretty good name, just weird spelling. I mean, he was just absolutely shut out today, Ryan. Uh, really, until the, the last cut final drive, he was under a, right around 100 passing yards today. That is unreal. Even with garbage time, he still only gets 160. Yeah, he was, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of the last two quarterbacks the Broncos have faced. Guys who are solid um, in, like, four drives throughout the game, right? Where they, like, make a couple of big throws, and you're like, oh, that's a big-time throw. You know, I, he, he hit the corner route, which is something that Trevor Lawrence was able to hit, mm -hmm. too. Daniel, Daniel Jones was able to hit a couple of those, you too. You see the talent. That is the, the weak spot um, in a lot of the zone coverages that the Broncos love to run. Mm -hmm. So you got to be able to make that throw, and all of those guys have the talent to make those throws. But no one can do anything consistently against this defense. Nope. Um, not even really like multiple series in a row. And I just mean like, oh, first and ten, nice throw. Second, you know, it's just one, one nice throw, yep. and then you're punting, or two nice throws, and then you're punting. So it's really encouraging to see this defense bow their backs. Yep. Um, and obviously, you bowed your back in a game in which you gave up zero total points. But Zach, I gotta be honest, a little bit surprised. A little bit oh. surprised about the vibes online today. Uh, a lot of people... With the Broncos? Yes. A lot of people... 3-0? and Not happy with this specific performance. The one where the Broncos uh, won by four scores yep. in a shutout. And let's just... It, and it wasn't... I mean, it's hard to ever say a 26-point win isn't dominant. But, Ryan, <sighs> let's just go through because it was dominant on every single level the offense putting up 26 points what do we say score 24 and you'll win especially with this defense the offense did what they had to do defense did way more than they had to do so the score checks out uh you look at first downs 22 to 11 you doubled them up yardage you doubled them up 344 yards of offense that's not blowing anyone away uh for, from the broncos perspective but the defense held the jets to 162 total yards Rushing yards, 43 yards on the ground for the Jets. Broncos had 121 passing yards. Jets had a total of 119 passing yards because they had or they had uh, 41 yards in losses off sacks. Broncos, 223 passing yards. Sacks, we can talk about that. Jets had f or the Broncos had five sacks. Jets only had two sacks. Everything about this was extremely dominant. Time of possession too. 36 minutes for the Broncos, 24 for the Jets. Ryan, this was just a, a beatdown of epic proportions. And you know what? Teddy was really good today, but it's not like he went out and threw four touchdowns and you're saying, boy, everything now is on Teddy Bridgewater's shoulders. A lot uh, of the offense is still on Teddy's shoulders, but you can do it with him throwing zero touchdowns in the game as we saw today. Right, and I think that's – so to me – I, I get one thing. Everyone wishes there was more points. Uh-huh. Um, did McManus kick four field goals? He, uh, uh, he did, yes. So you would definitely prefer that he didn't have to do that. Obviously, then Javante Williams fumbles on the one-yard uh, line. That would have been 30 points, and I don't think there's any complaining then. Okay, I don't, probably some. There's probably some. <laughs> but this really could have been a 44-0 to type of game. Yep. Um, and so I get that. I get those critiques, but... You gotta have the perspective here of this is a team that in the last two years haven't won a single game in September that just went three and0 in September and finished September with like you just described 
an absolutely dominant win that could have been better, but that's what second preseason was for. <laughs> and you got through second preseason with nothing but wins. And they went, did they win all three in the actual they preseason? They did. Too? They have not lost in 20, well, I think they lost in January, but they haven't lost this, th this year with this team. Yeah, there you go. So this team is building, they're getting better. They're, yep. uh, you know, they are stacking days on top of each other. They're stacking yep. wins on top of each other. Teddy Bridgewater is stacking performances on top of each other. Yep. He's still completing 77% of his passes. Got to be kidding me. I 19 mean, of 25 today. He's he's gonna, he's gonna on pace to threaten the record yes. for completion percentage yes. in a season. Um, and he's doing it at, you know, a good clip in terms of yards per game. I think he's about 275 a game yep. right now. Yep. So... There's so much to be excited about with this team, and maybe more than anything is that they're 3-0, and and yes, it's flipped to a 17-game schedule, so it changes a little bit, but 75% of teams that go 3-0 and make the playoffs. Yep, so, and uh, you're starting at a great place. And none of, n none of you, me, or Mace had them going 3-0. No, didn't you and Mace? I don't think so. Okay. I think we all said, ah, they're probably going to lose gonna, one yeah, of these. Yeah. And so, yeah, hindsight being twenty twenty, it's easy to say, these teams all suck. And they do suck. None of them have beat anybody yet. But we, we didn't think the Broncos were the type of team to step on the throat of teams that suck. And, and they are. And, and on top of that, how many times have we seen the Broncos lose game that they should have won? In fact, nearly this exact same game a couple years ago, playing a terrible, depleted New York Giants team at home, coming off a bye so the momentum the energy was there momentum energy there today and they just totally laid an egg in that game and then things went downhill broncos didn't lay an egg and good teams like you said ryan they they cover but good teams also take care of the teams that they need to take care of and the broncos absolutely did that today and ryan really quick just be, because you brought it up uh, it's not like Vic Fangio is thrilled with the Broncos going two for five in the red zone. And th this is why uh, I I'm okay with it. And I think that they're going to, to continue to do better because uh, 40% in the red zone, you know what Vic Fangio said about that after the game? He said, it's concerning, frustrating, and it pisses you off. He was fired up about we'll it. We'll call better plays down there then. <laughs> you know, like I, I realize I'm not talking to Vic, right. but I thought that they were very, very conservative today in every sense of the word. Um, and so they got down there and they're like, oh, we're going to punch it down their throats. And it's like, why? you don't need to do that. Uh, spread them out. You know, uh, try to run it out of the shotgun. You have a lot of options of ways you can get in there. And then if not, get go off the bootleg. You know, um, I will say they had a good one dialed up uh, for Teddy Bridgewater. And it was an RPO. And he goes... And oh, Noah Fant's coming wide open across the formation. He tries to pull yeah. it out of Javante Williams' gut. <laughs> Javante's like, mine, hell baby. no, man. This is mine. I want this touchdown. And it caused a miscommunication there and really slowed down the development of the play. Noah was wide open. So that was my favorite play they called in the red zone all day. It, Javante really thought he was just going to, you know, take it in. <laughs> He's like, I don't care about your read. Give me this ball. Um, but all in all, I just I feel like they were really conservative. I was talking to Kale, you know, we're watching the game up here, and I was like, dude, it, it feels like they're trying to ice the game and there's 30 minutes left. Right. Yep. And so I, I, I'm not as concerned about those types of things because I just – I think they got in the second half. There's like there, there's no chance we lose this game. Um, so let's just, you know, play it, play it simple, play it conservative, play it soft. 
Well, and that's exactly what they did in the second half, Ryan. They only had, uh, they, they didn't have a single touchdown in the second half, all field goals. In the first half, when they were really throttling, they had five possessions, two touchdowns, a field goal, and two punts. You do that over two halves, and you are gold. But again, I'm not, I'm not worried about that, Ryan. And I think it's, it's crazy that people are worried about a 26-point victory. Uh, now, again, it's not, well, and Ryan, we, we look to next week a little bit with the Baltimore Ravens. It's not like they're coming off uh, extremely impressive performance. They almost lost to the Detroit Lions if it weren't for a record incredible field goal uh, that just took the luckiest bounce in the world from Justin Tucker at the end of that game. They, they could come in, or they could be easily coming in here with a loss to a bad team. The Broncos didn't have to have a doink kick to take them to be undefeated. They had a dominant victory. Yeah. They absolutely had a dominant victory. They waltzed all over the Jets. And like I said, I didn't even feel like they were playing in the second half. Yeah. Um, and they was still so it was the, probably the easiest 26-0 victory I've seen in a long time. The first time the Broncos have shut out a team since the Jets at home just a couple years ago. That one was 23-0. to zero. Oh, they did Titans shut out the Titans. In 2019, yeah. You're right. Oh, yep. wow. This team actually getting shutouts in the NFL is not easy. <laughs> no, it's been two years. Yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, the fact that they've done it three times in the last four years is kind of impressive to me. Yeah. Um, we got a couple of super chats here, so let's pop to those really quick. Oh, we have lots of super chats. Um, I <laughs> from Steven. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, when did I'm the gonna... monitor get so small? <laughs> it did shrink. The, the, I heard the more wins the Broncos get, the smaller the monitor gets. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we're gonna be in trouble coming up for it. Uh, it says, "Just wish me. <laughs> just wish we wouldn't." Have throttled down, down the, the offense. offense. There we go. Ryan, people are going to think we are hammered right now trying to read this. Bro, you have no idea. <laughs> the normal sized monitor was there yeah. at one point. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's horrible. And then it's like I looked back and I felt like I was delusional. <laughs> like all of a sudden there was just this tiny little screen in front of me. I was like, I know I'm really sleep deprived, but I don't think my eyesight has gotten this bad over the course it's of like the day. like that shrinking thing in like the animation movies where yeah. they, they shrink something. So uh, how, where are you on this? Do you wish they would have kept the offense throttled up? Because when I look back, I say, why would you? I know it would be nice to say, oh, you beat the Jets 40 to zero, but they didn't need to do anything on offense. We wanted to see a 30 point game and we yeah. thought that we were going to see the first one this week. But Ryan, if if Javante Williams doesn't fumble it at the, at the goal line, you have a 30 point 30 points right there. Yep. Uh, and so they they had a 30 point game and that from a coach's perspective, they coached a 30 point game on offense. Uh, do you need to beat teams 40 to zero? No, you, you don't. Now, do you need to score 40 if the Chiefs are putting up 38? Yes, obviously, but this is just something where... What did the Chiefs I'm, put up today? Uh, oh, boy, it was... I mean, that first half for them was... Or at least the first quarter... Zero, right? I think they put up zero in the first half. In the whole first half. Yeah. Wow. And then how about that? Kansas City Chiefs, seller of the AFC West. Bottom. Football is a beautiful sport. <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm sure they'll get it figured out eventually. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's... I, I I get why people wanted to see a 40 to zero win. It just the, like they really came out in that second half as if they said, "Don't show them, don't show the Ravens anything else. Just go run the ball, uh, you know, and and let's get out of here." How about on the flip side though? Because the defense kind of did the opposite. Now they never throttled down, but they throttled up even a little more in the fourth quarter. Get this: first half, here here are the Jets possessions: punt, 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 punt. Then end of half. Then third quarter, punt, punt. Fourth quarter, 
Jets didn't punt once. Interception. interception. Turnover on downs. Oh, okay. Interception. Turnover on downs. Interception. How about that for an unbelievably dominant fourth quarter? It's beautiful. I'm going to tweet that. That is um, insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really dominant. What's crazy is I was pretty frustrated right before the Justin Simmons interception because I felt like they had throttled back. Yeah. And then I almost wonder if he felt that too and was like, well, why don't I just go try to make a play here? Mm -hmm. um, read Zach Wilson like a book oh. uh, way late on the throw, yeah. and that's easy pickings. Um, and then Caden Stearns gets one later, which secures my lock of the week from the tailgate. So I'm the only one next week who doesn't have to spin the wheel of darkness. Hey, I love it. Hank, uh, Hank's right behind us right now, and he looks thrilled about that. You excited, Hank? <laughs> <laughs> Not excited to spin the wheel of darkness. No. All right, let's get to another one of these super chats. By the way, you were supposed to buy me breakfast today. Maybe, maybe that's on top of the next week too. <laughs> yeah. All right, coming in from Zach. I'm excited for Baltimore. I'm pretty optimistic that we can be four and zero. Let's go, baby. Yeah, and then I mean, you don't want to get too ahead of yourself, but let's do it because the Broncos are winning. Steelers looked like absolute Trash. garbage today, except for Najee Harris, who had 14 catches. Wow, that's yeah. insane. insane. Speaking speaking of an insane stat that involves the number 14, Tom Brady had 14 rushing yards that led the Buccaneers today. Oh, wow. Is that a career high <laughs> yeah. for him? It may be. That's insane. That's not something you want. On a weekly basis, his over under a DraftKings Sportsbook is set at 0.5. Yep. Yep. So you crushed today. You crushed it. Just like the Broncos crushed the spread. 10 point spread, I think, is what it what it ended at. Or uh, I know it's floating around 10 and a half. 10. I got it, yeah. I actually got it at nine and a half right before kickoff. Oh, so it just it went down even further. Wow. Don't Bronco. know. I don't know what the hell people were thinking. Quick mental math. How many times did they beat the spread by? Um, well, uh, not very quick. Two not and three quick. quarters. Oh, you're going precise. Okay, yeah. impressive. Yeah. Thank you. I would have accepted three. Three would have been um, more than that. Yeah, very yes. good. Very good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, we've got two coming in from our guy, Brian Para. The first one, just a super chat. The second thank one, you, Brian. hey, how does this super chat stuff work? RK, take my money, hashtag the Matrix. <laughs> yes, our guy, Brian. Uh, great to hang out with him at the tailgate. He's probably you, down Brian. in the bar. We've got uh, Brian. Yeah, we've got <laughs> We nice. love to see it. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, appreciate the super chat from Brian. All right, um... Wait, do we want to hit? We still have three more. Oh, let's, let's keep them rolling. All right. four ninety nine coming in from Elliot. How do we get on the podcast? We are downstairs. Um, oh, we got a lot of people well, down there just tuning in. Do what we you have do anyone? is you go over to Best Buy. You buy yourself an audio board. You go to your house. <laughs> you plug it in and you start recording your own podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> you do this. That's how. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we could probably, uh, is, I don't know if anyone's down there to invite some people upstairs, but it's cool. I, yeah, definitely. Love the live crowd. Hey, go get some people and bring them up here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, coming in from Greg S. Ah, feels good, boys, but what are your thoughts on Stranod and Reed filling in some shoes? Also, are we nervous about the Ravens with all our injuries? It's the one thing we haven't talked about uh, yet that is kind of the one bummer that we're sitting on, but we'll talk about it uh, a little bit later. Um, what was the first part of this? Uh, thoughts on Stranod and Reed filling in. Well, I thought uh, Justin Stranod. Sternad. <laughs> Gotta get that right. We're trying to get that right. Justin Sternad uh, was really good today. I thought he played a lot faster. For the first time, I felt like you could see his explosiveness. Um, and that's just one of those things that comes with comfortability, comes with, you know, uh, knowledge of the system. 
he looked really comfortable to me out there today. Now, I think everyone on the defense felt really comfortable out there today, but uh, I loved seeing him explode on some plays. Uh, he almost had a pick, I think, at one point, or almost kind of got underneath the route. So I thought it was all good. Malik Reed is a stud. A beast. He's a stud. He's, he's a beast. In fact, in the fourth quarter, and we all know that he had a sack and the numbers were there, but in the fourth quarter when he almost got to Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson, it was when two guys were there and Zach Wilson was just running backwards for his life and ended up throwing it away. Malik Reed was, was on the ground after just pounding the ground because he was upset that he didn't get the sack for that one. And it, I swore it was Von Miller the whole time until I saw the replay, just because of how quickly he got around the edge, just like Von did. That's, I mean, that's the type of, of play that he's playing up to right now. It's incredible. And on Sternad, really quick, Ryan, uh, in that third series that the Jets had, the one at the start of the second quarter, when they actually moved the ball, 12 plays, only 37 yards, which is insane for 12 that's plays. their longest drive. Uh, they had one that was 39, oh, which is insane okay. that, that is. they didn't even have a 40-yard drive. But on that, on that drive, the way they were moving the ball down the field was exposing the linebackers in coverage in the middle of the field, short passes, and I thought, is this what they're going to do all game and just keep doing it? Nope. They did it for about eight plays, and then the, dr the drive stalled because the Broncos figured it out. And then uh, in the, the rest of the game, they figured it out. So I love to see that in-game adjustment by Vic Fangio, but more specifically by Johnson and Sternat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 39 yards is the longest drive from them today. Insane. You had three drives that were negative yards, Ryan. Negative yard drives. It sounds like my buffs, sadly. No, no. Yeah. Don't worry. There were a couple of uh, jokes made at the Bucks ex Buffs expense today. Oh, Coming uh, from Buffs, though. So Yeah. I yeah. mean, we're allowed to do it's yeah. like It's like yeah. a younger sibling yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. we can beat up our younger sibling. You're not allowed yeah. to. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, they, apparently, the Super Chats just keep rolling. So <laughs> we, we don't right. have any choice but to keep taking them. The game was amazing. The tailgate was amazing. So glad I took your advice, Ryan. It was the best way to experience the game. See you fellas at the bar. Hell Let's yeah. Go. Hell Let's yeah. go. Uh, and that actually segues me nicely into this. So we are going to take a little break here. But uh, this, the tailgate and the party bus, an absolute... The physical tailgate. The phys well, the digital tailgate, the physical <laughs> tailgate. The party bus, we don't have a digital party bus yet, but oh, maybe that's oh. next online. Uh, an absolute You just have hit. like a Zoom with everyone who's watching the digital tailgate hanging out in a Zoom together? Each, each person is in their car yes. driving. <laughs> uh, but it was actually an absolute hit. Yep. The bar was packed for the digital tailgate, <laughs> which led to uh, the party bus being an, uh, just awesome. Mm -hmm. People are singing along, yep. getting Let's Go Broncos chants in there. Were you guys singing the Broncos theme song? Oh, Are you bringing it back? The fight song? Yeah, yeah no. Um, I forgot the lyrics again. Um, and then the tailgate was so sick. Uh, Breck Bruce, Sexy Pizza, they hooked it up, uh, and everyone I felt like had a great time. So we're going to do it again next week, and then the next home game after that, and the next one and the next one for the entire rest of the season. So don't miss out. Uh, make sure you get in on your um, your tickets, too, mm -hmm. to the bus, yep. uh, because that one did sell out this time, and it will sell out again next week for the Ravens game, I guarantee you. And you know what I can guarantee you? is the Breck Brews were flowing earlier today. They're flowing right now. We never gave Henry a number. He's just going to bring the entire <laughs> bar up here. Darren's going to be up here. The bar yeah, is yeah. going to move up here. You know, we do have a bar, so <laughs> Darren can just bring the bar up here. There there we go. And Breck Brews will, will be flowing yes. everywhere. I mean, at the at the digital tailgate, at the physical tailgate, <laughs> right here, right now with, with our live audience. And it's because they're the best, Ryan. And you know what was really flowing was good company. 
because mm. great company coupled with good company is fantastic. So you got to check out everything they've got going on at Breck Beer. And of course, here at the DNBR Bar, get your member size beer, get a Breck, boom. Perfect. Finally, Chevalier Mortgage. It's a kind of a weird time to get into the housing market, uh, but Chevalier Mortgage is going to take care of you. Mike in Virginia over at Chevalier. Uh, you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. They're going to take in all of your financial picture. They're going to make you make sure you make the right decision for you. Don't get too far in over your head. Don't go too low so you end up with a house that you don't love. Um, they'll get you set up perfectly. So hit them up. Mike in Virginia, that's Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. And Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, we got a crowd in here now. How's everyone feeling? Let's go. Yeah. Uh, let's there we go. go. We, we go. love to see Positive it. vibes. Yeah, it's great vibes out here. Uh, we have some more super... <laughs> we, love, we have some more super chat, so let's uh, let's get to those. Quick one, just from I think Kalea, Kayla, Kalea, Kaylee. I can't see because yep. of this well, tiny monitor. I don't know how to pronounce that. My apologies. And then this is coming in from Steve. This is the first time in years that I watched another AFC West team to see if we would be number one. More of this. Yep. Yeah, uh, yep. unfortunately. Fighting for standings. It's a good place to be. The Raiders got it done. I don't know why teams keep sending big blitzes at Derek Carr. Like, he tore it up uh, in overtime just like he did against the Ravens. It seems like you would have watched that film and said, like, no more zero blitzes. But that's what the Dolphins do. Yeah. So, I don't know if they wanted to change who they are. But, like, uh, this is perfect for the Broncos. I mean, I, I don't think they ever would in the first place. No. But it's very clear you don't you shouldn't be sending zero blitzes at Derek Carr. Whatever. I, I don't think the, the Raiders are that good anyway. I'm so curious to see what Raiders team this looks like when the Broncos play them in a couple of weeks. Because how do the Raiders, how do the Broncos always play the Raiders? They let Derek Carr complete 90% of passes, 88% of passes for two yards. And the Raiders offense drives into Broncos territory then kicks a field goal or punts. And then the Broncos end up winning like 22 to 21 or something mm -hmm. like that. Derek Carr, the only quarterback to have 300-yard passing games in the first three weeks this year. So it's he's completely different than the checkdown Derek Carr. Well, and Henry Ruggs has really opened up that offense. Yep. He's come around. He's high-pointing yep. balls. He's making plays. Um, they're definitely more dangerous than they have been. Yeah. But I just I don't think teams are playing them the right way. I think they're going to figure it out here in a second. Yeah. All I right. Th I think very so last one coming in from our guy Zachary. It again. won't be the very last one. Can you get a party <laughs> plane? Oh, a, ooh, DNVR party plane. I actually <laughs> have talked to someone who does like party super high luxury mm. like tailgate travel experiences, wow. including private jets. Were you so, on, were you on a party plane today this morning? Uh, whatever the opposite of a yeah, party yeah. plane is a is what I was on. A this snoozer. Morning. Yes, I was on one of those. As Absolutely. Well. Uh, all right, let's jump into our grade segment mm. here, Zach. Let's just throw a couple names back and forth uh, and give out a grade. I'll start with you with the most important player on the field, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, Teddy Teddy wasn't – he didn't blow you away with the 130 passer rating today. And we said he was going to come down from that. But if he settles – 120? If he, Yeah, if he settles at 104.9, which is what he had today, you will take it in a heartbeat. Ryan, he did a great job of just commanding the offense. And I know that people weren't satisfied with not finishing in the red zone. But for me, I still have to go with an A for Teddy. Uh, and just with, with the red zone struggles, I'll go A, a minus here. But, but I mean, those weren't really, really his struggles. No, no. But still, you don't want to go 40%. In right, zone. right, right. And, and as the quarterback, you can't do that. But 19 of 25, over 200 yards, no interceptions. Although he had his first interception ball today, the one to KJ Hamler, which we'll talk about in a second. But for three games to have one interception ball, 
and it wasn't even picked, pretty it, good. I honestly thought it should have been pretty caught. Pretty incredible. Uh, you know, obviously extenuating circumstances for KJ, but it wasn't that uh, – it was a bad decision. It wasn't that bad of a throw, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, he, it, was, it was bad, I thought. Bad decision, good throw <laughs> is, my, is my official call. Okay. Um, can you think of a throw that he missed in the red zone, though? I just don't think it was really out there. They didn't, and they no. weren't really giving him the opportunity to do so. No, and it, the the run game really was what let them down. Yeah, exactly. And running in the red zone is a really difficult thing. The best teams can do it. It's it's really the difference between like the teams who are really good in the red zone and the teams who aren't. The crazy thing is I don't know if these Broncos have to be great in the red zone. Their defense is not going to let anyone else to be, be great today. in the red zone. Yeah, and we know the Jets certainly weren't successful in the red zone because Ryan – they didn't they get to enter the red, the red zone. zone. They yeah. didn't. They didn't yeah. enter once. Yeah, that's. Uh... The Jets were four of thirteen on third down, zero of two on fourth down. No trips to the red zone. No you could trips say they were the perfect in the red zone. Yeah, you zero eh, percent. <laughs> count is zero percent good in the red zone. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> that's true. Um, they were undefeated in the red zone. Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, they didn't lose. You're right. Hey, there, there we go. Um, yeah, I gotta go A as well. Okay. I just think it, it was so. He's so clean. Um, and then you, you hit uh, Tim Patrick twice yeah. deep up the sideline. Yeah. Um, he's just – the way that he manipulates the pocket, there was one throw early in the game where uh, – gosh, I think it was Cortland who flashes open, but he's got the corner coming down on him. And Teddy just, like, flips his feet to the right kind of out like yeah. he's going to check it down, yeah. instantly freezes that corner and then just slings it in there to Cortland. And it's just like, man, you know, these are the little nuances – not to bring Drew into this, but, like, these are the little nuances that win Teddy the job that just you would – with with all due respect, you would never see Drew do something like that. And some of the things that you would expect only to see from Drew, like the rolling to the right, keep rolling, keep rolling, and then when he's at the sideline, he's got to make a decision. He throws it across his body. And that was something Teddy joked about after last week's game. He said, uh, yeah, I'm going to tell people not to do that. But then he does it again because it's a cal- he knows that – if if I see a guy wide open, I can make that throw, and he did it again today. Those are the those are the things that we thought we weren't going to get with Teddy, and he's doing those. Ryan, he he's manipulating the pocket extremely well, and then when he gets out on the move, he's making plays. I don't want to kill the vibe here, but you Uh-oh. that play just reminded me of something that bothered me in the game. So I'll just ask you uh, another grade. Noah Fant. Hmm. Not not as not he, he's not as dominant as you'd want to see right now uh, at all. Yeah, and he had a couple penalties, um, and I saw two like low effort plays from him that bothered me. That play that you're talking about, where Teddy threw it across, he had given up on that play. He was just standing there, yeah. uh, and he was like shocked that the ball hit him right in the hands. Um, and then on the fumble that Javante had, I mean, he he literally had no interest in being a part of that play as it was going down the sideline. He just he just started walking, um, and that bothered me, especially when he had multiple penalties in the game like you should be thinking like I have a lot to make up for um so I don't know if he was just in his head he wanted more targets what it was but uh I I didn't like the game I gotta go like C minus and I'll I'll agree with you there because it was disappointing now how much do you think getting only three targets only two catches for 15 yards plays into that and if it does play into a lot is that a concern it's a big problem uh I hope it has nothing to do with it um because that's not the way this team should operate. I mean, look at the yeah. way that Teddy Bridgewater spreads the ball around. Eight. Um, eight different guys catch the ball today, and you go and look at just, you know, the the target numbers. So you go um, – I guess they don't have targets here on, on the ESPN app. I got but, it. What do you okay. want? Just read them off for me. 
five targets to Tim Patrick. Him yep. and Cortland led the team of five. And really quick, what I loved about both of those guys, they were both targeted ten total times combined. Ten catches. Mm. A perfect. And this this game, there's no question. Those were their, the, the one and two in yep. this game. Absolutely. And you're perfect going to those guys. That is a formula for success big time. Javante Williams, four targets. KJ Handler, three targets. Melvin Gordon, two. Noah Fant, three. Uh, Albert Okuwebunam, one. Deontay Spencer, one. So it's just across the board, like very even. No one's yep. getting 10 targets out there right yep. now. Um, so Noah has to just realize, like, the, some days the game plan doesn't go towards you. Your team wins 26-0. You better not be pouting about three targets. Oh. I don't know if that's what happened, but, again, I just saw, like, a little bit of a pattern throughout the game that I didn't love. Yeah, I, I agree. Something I did love, though. Tim Patrick. Mm -hmm. This guy, A+. Plus. And because of that, he is our DraftKings Sportsbook king of the game because Ryan, not only a perfect 5 for 5 for 98 yards, he averaged over 19 yards per catch, 19.6 to be exact, and had the two biggest catches, which were just the degrees of difficulty on both of those. Insane. It really is. We, we said this about Cortland, especially you were banging on this drum two years ago. Just throw it up to Cortland. He makes 50-50 balls, 80-20. Tim Patrick now is making those like 100%, 100 to zero. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually is crazy. Um, and he tracks the ball as good as anyone. Uh, you know, a lot of times where those deep balls go wrong is just the receiver doesn't know when to jump, when to go. He's amazing at yep. it. Um, and I'm, I mean, like next week when you play the Ravens, I want four to six of those at least. Yep. I can do it combined. I'd be fine with four to six each. Yes. Just you you get out there. You have single coverage on the outside. Yep. Give one of those guys a chance. You saw Cortland Sutton draw the pass interference in the end zone. Yep. The defender has to make a choice. Am I going to interfere or am I going to give up a touchdown? Yep. Uh, so make them make that choice over and over and over again. So I'm going A+. Plus. I don't know. What could you possibly mark him down for? The only, I mean, the only thing you could do is just give him king of the game. Yeah, and that's just what we did. That's A++. plus <laughs> plus. Uh, all right, let's go to the other side of the ball. Vaughn Miller. Oh, A. Hey, that Vaughn is is fantastic. I mean, four, he has a sack in every single game right now. Four sacks on pace for 23 sacks this season, which obviously is absolutely absurd. And, Ryan, to me, there's no questions that Vaughn Miller is officially back, and that is huge for this defense because, look, if you have Vaughn Miller playing elite like he is right now, you don't need Bradley Chubb. No, you don't need him. Do you want him? Yes, you want him. But look what Vaughn does. He opens up everyone else. Uh, across your line, linebackers across from you. Alexander Johnson, you open him up when you bring the pressure. And so Vaughn is is back, and that is huge. Yeah, I agree with you again there. Uh, Pat Sertan. Oh, good. I mean, sticky. I I, I would go in, in A-. minus. Um, no, no big plays. The coverage, he didn't have a blown coverage ever. He was always no. right there. The very first play of the game was a pass, a completed pass to him, but he was right there. Uh, he, he's looking really good. I think you're never, I, 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 I shouldn't say never. I'll touch wood. You're almost never going to see that, uh, him have a busted coverage, get burned. Um, he's always right there with this guy. I think he had two PBUs in this game. Um, at least one for sure. So this is, uh, this is encouraging stuff. Um, I'll go B plus just cause he gave up a couple catches, but you I, you know, I'm being a harsh critic. And you know what I love? He led the team of tackles, five mm, tackles for yeah. the rookie. Tied with Alexander Johnson. Yep, exactly. Both of those guys. And speaking of Alexander Johnson, A+. 
two sack. I mean, you, you got to really screw <laughs> up sacks, to blow the demon player. tackles. Two tackles for loss. It's hard to go hit. anyone on the defense. That how do you, how does anyone on the defense not get an A? With. Well, I guess I just gave Fatsertan a B plus. Just I felt <laughs> like it. But that this team was so dominant today yep. that I mean Draymond Jones. Yep. He's like in the back. They they ran a toss play. He was in the backfield before the running back caught the ball. <laughs> yeah. It's yep. insane. Yeah, he was a monster. Yeah. Shelby so, gets a sack. Yep. Malik Reed. I mean, you just go down pretty much yeah. everyone. I mean, it was Oprah out there. Just yeah, Zach Wilson handing out sacks to yeah. everyone. Sack Zach. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He's generous. Yeah, he was. Uh, and like I said, he kept me from the wheel of darkness next week. Good. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Speaking of darkness, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. Ooh. Okay. So Javante... Man, he might end up getting the lowest grade on of anyone on the team. That's what um, turnovers do. Right, I exactly. He's the one person to turn it over. And, and the numbers, his worst as well. 12 carries for 29 yards. He does get the touchdown first of his career. You love to see that. Yeah. But 2.4 yards per carry and a fumble. I don't know. It's a D? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a failing performance. Yeah. Um, and then Melvin, on the other hand, didn't light it up, but was the leading rusher. 18 carries, 61 yards, 3.4 yards per carry. Did also have a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a solid B. I'd like to see more than 3.4 yards per carry. My favorite play from Melvin all day is he breaks one. Uh, I think it ended up being his biggest run of the day, and he gets snuck up on by a defensive mm-hmm. back who goes in for the peanut punch and... He held on to the ball because yep. uh, as soon as I saw that coming, I was like, oh, God, here we go. Um, but he protected the ball, and, again, that's the biggest difference between him and Javante today. My favorite, how about that whoop that he had, a Teddy when he threw it to him. And uh, in the press box, there's no cheering or anything, but there was when Teddy threw that and you saw the defender running down, mm. and you're like, is this going to be a pick six? Is this gonna? Is he going to kill him right when he catches gasp. it? There was a, there was an audible gasp. Uh, and, there, and speaking of Melvin and gasps, but then he caught that, juked him, ran for 21 yards after that. But the, the loudest I've ever heard the press box, and I'm sure it was loud here as well, when Melvin just got destroyed on the goal line oh, by C.J. Mosley. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was a hit. It was one of those ones where it was so shocking because he had just <laughs> yeah. kind of like squ- like yeah. squeaked out, and it yep. looked like he was going to score, yep. and then he was just getting blasted <laughs> yep. like three yards back the yep. other way. Yep. And then, of course, the next play they give it to Javante, and Melvin's like, what the heck? I yeah. have to get blasted, and then he gets a touchdown? Well, he probably needed a second to like gather his thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And then they ran the same play with Melvin later, which is where Melvin got the touchdown. Yes. Uh, and good for Melvin. Because he, he saw, I don't think it was actually CJ coming down this time, crashing on him, but there was another linebacker crashing just as hard on him, and then he kind of stopped, let that linebacker run past him, then went in for the touchdown. So in a second, we're going to take some questions, so if you guys want to get some more questions into the chat, we will get to those in a little bit. Um, we do have to talk, well, I'll, I guess we'll start here, um, because there's a, a term being thrown around with Teddy that you almost just touched on a little bit that I want to ask you about that will lead into our injuries discussion here. A couple of people using the term hospital ball uh, for Teddy and, and a couple of people blaming him for the Judy injury and the Hamler injury right now. I don't get the Judy one. Okay. Do you- I mean, the Hamler one I said was a very bad throw. I mean, I, bad decision. Uh, I personally think bad throw as well. Every quarterback, that, it's not like we're seeing these left and right from Teddy. What, we saw two today? I didn't think yeah. that one to Jerry was on was on him at all. Well, I don't think the one to Hamler is either. It's not like KJ got hurt because of a big hit. Right. You know, he got after the throw. Yeah, like right. when I think hospital ball, I think 
closer to what you talked about with that throw to Melvin in the flat, but just a little later, right? Right. Where you're throwing it up there and the guy's just getting destroyed, or you're late coming across the middle and a safety comes down and blows up right. your receiver. These are just tough throws um, that shouldn't probably be thrown. Um, and Although, you know, Jerry, that was a catch, wasn't it? It yep. ended up being a catch. So yep. that one's different. The one to Hamler, he just shouldn't have thrown it. Um, right. and But still, to me, it's not like he didn't hang him out to dry. KJ didn't get blown up by any means. Two right. guys go for the ball and just collide, and KJ comes down awkwardly. Wasn't there another one? Was it to Sutton where it was uh, it, it was a kind of like a hospital ball, but then it, he ended up being okay? Well, there was he threw to Cortland in between three different dudes, <laughs> and then Cortland almost had like what probably would have been on highlight reels forever because he stopped and almost caused like a three-car <laughs> yeah. crash and just squirted out for a touchdown. Yeah. That would have been epic if he was able to pull <laughs> yeah. it off, but they were they grabbed his leg and got him down. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's the one. I think that's the one. Is that the one you're I talking so. about? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he was fine. I'm not concerned about it. Are you? No. But are you concerned about these injuries starting to stack up? Yeah. I mean, it, it's almost just as bad as last year, Ryan. And when you look at this game, Really concerning when you take a look at the bigger picture. Very concerning. But guys are stepping up, except, Ryan, the interior of the offensive line. Probably the weakest part of this team so far in these first three games. You take a big blow to both of those guys on the interior, Graham Glasgow and uh, Dalton Reisner, both out. Uh, we did not get an update from Vic. He didn't know. They said they're going to go more imaging, including Hamler as well. But with just how quickly they ruled these guys out makes me nervous and uh, we're comfortable with Natani Muti stepping in, right? Are we thrilled over the moon about him coming in after last week? I think I stepped, stepped back a little bit. I mean, there, I guess there's a reason he's a backup now. But I'm, I'm comfortable with him being in there. But then you put Quinn Minerson with still a young center to positions that were already struggling. It's a concern. It, it, that, that's the biggest concern for me. Yeah, the offensive line is just where you don't want to – suffer this because that's something that I think has been really good for Teddy so far in the, in this young season. Yeah. They haven't been as great uh, about opening up holes for the run game, um, but again, you don't want to have to go to backups uh, because right. you don't expect it to get better, although Moody, you, you could make the argument, is probably a better run blocker than, than Glasgow. Oh, did you see before Graham got hurt when, I think it was the first series or second series, uh, when Quentin, Quentin, or yeah, uh, Quinn and Williams. Quinn and Williams, yeah, just ran him over, blew him yeah. up. That was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Um, but, again, you know, I think Teddy trusts that offensive line. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of the more impressive things I've seen from him because he's just willing to stand in there and say, like, I have more time than anyone else thinks I do. Mm -hmm. You don't want that thing to start to fall apart. Um, but, like, on the other side, someone's tweeting at me, like, well, we have no receivers anymore. I'm like, did you, see you, what miss, Tim did? Did you miss out on Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick? And the Broncos running more three tight end sets than mm -hmm. anyone in the NFL right now. Yep. So they have options here. They have more weapons to go to. You really cross your fingers for KJ that it's not another uh, another injury just because they're starting to stack up on him too. Um, but one, thing, one thing that you're not going to really do is start playing Deontay Spencer at wide receiver. And you did see Kendall Hinton play some, although he didn't get a target today. But those are the, those are the guys where you're saying, okay, 
that is testing our depth a little too much in terms of having them out there all the time. You're not just because Deontay Spencer's uh, a similar type of player in terms of just a fast speed guy. You're not just going to put him in there for KJ Hamler. No, instead you're going to be doing the two, three tight end sets and something that the Broncos led the league in coming today and then also dominated today, time of possession. And that's not from just spreading the ball out this whole time. It's, it's from running. So you're going to see a lot more two, three tight ends. All right, before we move on, I want to give a shout-out to DraftKings Sportsbook. Zach, this morning was such a whirlwind, I didn't have time to put in very many bets. I just put in two big ones. Cardinals to cover, Broncos to cover. Boom. Two for two, and now I have uh, Packers money line to finish the night. Kid you not, I just, I, oh, that's what I wanted to get in on. So I just pulled up DraftKings Sportsbook to see what it's at because I, t- I totally forgot. Well, if you want to get in on DraftKings Sportsbook, use the code DNVR when you sign up. You can get uh, $150 in free bets just for placing a $1 bet on any NFL game. It's a great deal, and they'll give you those uh, free bets in $25 increments. So you can kind of just test out different things that you might like. Uh, you know, another step in the right direction for my Teddy Bridgewater uh, for MVP bet today. Uh, but you, Although you bet- want some touchdowns. You do. Then- yeah, you do need some more touchdowns. Maybe not. Maybe not a step in the right direction. We'll see if the odds change tomorrow. Uh, but DraftKings Sportsbook is the best place to get in on any of this stuff. Uh, so head over there and use the code DNVR. Of course, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. A deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough. And restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Ryan, you and I and most people rely on coffee to get us through the day. How much do you rely on coffee when you get two and two and a half hours of sleep like you and I did? Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I think I'm into the 70 ounce range today. Oh, that's healthy. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah that's good for you. Kids, don't try that at home. <laughs> but if you want to try that at home, check out Strava Craft Coffee because you're going to be spending a lot of money at that point drinking so much it's coffee. True. But if you use the code DNVR25, you'll get 25% off the delicious, smooth CBD coffee over at Strava Craft Coffee. And the great thing about it, not only does the CBD help relieve aches, pains, headaches, migraines, anything in your body it can help relieve, but it can also relieve the coffee jitters for some. So if you need to just be sipping coffee all day long, you can do it without getting the coffee jitter. So make sure to check them out over at Strava Craft Coffee. Use the code DNVR25 when you start, for your first purchase to get 25% off. Then subscribe, and you'll get 20% off every single purchase after that. Also, check out our friends over at Hassle Cattle Company. Uh, it's so good that we brought it into the DNVR bar. Sure, some people here are going to have some DNVR bar burgers after this. That is yes. Hassle Cattle Company Wagyu beef. It's the absolute best. It's delicious. It's affordable. It's everything you could look for. And you can get 10% off when you use the code DNVR10 at checkout. So use the code DNVR10, get your 10% off, and all orders over $200, which you will get a lot for $200, but you're probably going to want it all. Uh, free shipping. So they ship it right to your door. It comes in like a cool little package that keeps it frozen. Uh, it's absolutely lives up to the hype. Speaking of cool little packages, got to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped. Uh, no, no, you don't. <laughs> but that was good. It would have <laughs> been you, good. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, let's get to some I questions. Wasn't, that wasn't a shot of you, Ryan. Wasn't talking oh, about cool thank you. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, we got some questions here, Kale. Got some Super Chats to here hit we first. Go. Oh, more Super Chats. Let's go. Don't underestimate the Raiders. They have a great offense this season from the Blinds Wordsman DS. I think, yeah, I mean, I, I agree a, with that. They've got great quarterback play right now. And, mm. Ryan, if that maintains, then they're, gonna, they're, they're going to continue this, at least to, like, make the playoffs. Did you get in on Packers yet? I was waiting for San Francisco <laughs> to score, <laughs> yeah. and it didn't happen. Because I, uh, I, I didn't realize <laughs> it until Green Bay was already up 3-0. Mm-hmm. But I, did you get them at 3 I got him at plus 155 yep. on the money uh, line. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. I know. All yeah, right. It's great. 
Optim- and for me to say that, Ryan, you know that's a big thing. <laughs> I I, I agree. Green Bay. I agree. Optimistic, but loving the winds and ener- energy from I bomb atomically stew meat. There we go. Optimistic. What a name. Yeah, I mean everything is good there. there I, I, I don't know no why but. there was a but. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe they forgot cautiously. Optimistic and loving it and yes, the energy. There we go. Yeah. All right, coming in from Elliot Baker. So many people up here right now watching you guys. Your work under pressure is admirable. I'm the guy cosplaying as Judy. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, now that I wasn't even thinking about it, now I have to think about it. I might crumble under the pressure. Yeah, you starting to sweat now, I think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that might just be the is too the much coffee. Now or is it the coffee? <laughs> it's the caffeine sweats. Oh, and boy. Last... If you want the meat sweats, Hassle Cattle uh, There you go. Last super chat we have Javante, thumbs up or thumbs Thumbs down. Also, see you in the Super Bowl again, RK. Oh, there we go. Uh, I thumbs down today. Uh, yep. And yep. that's like this is what you expect from rookies, isn't it, Zach? Yep. They're gonna have two good games, one bad one, three great plays, one bad one. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Um, I, we didn't even talk about when you were giving out the grade the fact that he stole a touchdown away from the Broncos today. So it was a, <laughs> I guess two. Yeah. Um, not 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 his best. Not no, his best. not 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 a good. But Ryan, this is also why people see. Okay, here's what Javante Williams does, and and it was our friend Nick Griffith uh, who who pointed this out. He passes the eye test on every single run, even if it goes for one yard, because he makes a guy miss, or he carries, or he gets taken to the ground and his legs are still Falls moving. Falls forward. He's, yeah. he's, he passes the eye test on every single play, and that's why people have really got behind him. But it's not like the stats are, are crazy for him right now, but that's why he's getting half the reps is because the talent is there and he needs those reps. But also you see games like today, Ryan, and that's why they're not just giving the game in the running back room to Javante right now. It's because he's still a rookie. And to have Melvin there to balance him out is key. Now, the Broncos probably still win if they don't have Melvin's contributions today, the 61 yards and a touchdown just because the Jets are that bad. But if you take uh, Melvin Gordon out and Javante has this type of game next week against the Ravens, that could absolutely be the difference between a win and a loss. So uh, I know a lot of people want to just see it be 80% Javante. This is a reason why it's going to be 50-50 probably late into the season. Yeah, uh, and you know we kind of talked about it, I thought, in terms of this could be a huge swing game for this quote-unquote competition, which I don't really think it is. Clearly today, Javante took a big step back mm-hmm. and reminded us that he is a rookie and it's not going to always come easy for him. And how about that? Demaria Crockett. You got to see him get in the game because the Broncos were up so big. You see Justin Why not Drew Locke? Oh, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. They're not going to go down that route. They don't They don't want to turn it into uh, Count uh, Locula again. That's, that's why. Mm, you um, and you see Justin Simmons' uh, snap streak broken today how many because they were up he was up to like 3500 straight snaps led the league that's insane led the league and instead of staying in there with backups he said i'm happy the streak is over so that i can focus on the team and focus on winning instead of this silly little streak what's something you've done 3500 times this podcast Uh, honestly (laughs) probably pretty close (laughs) probably pretty close all right what else we got kale a couple of good questions coming in how about using Fant uh, Albert slash, um, I think he meant, yeah. I think he might meant to say Salbert here. Did you say Sauerbrunn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love Combo, that. What a, bit, a throwback. A bit more with the wide receiver injuries. Absolutely. They're already doing it more than anyone. And it's what you have to do. You yep. have to do even more of it now yep. moving forward. And you hope that it's Noah Fant stepping up as well. 
Salbert seems like way better than just like a throw-in free agent signing for for nothing. Yeah, yeah, and I was I'm surprised he's just had very little action in these games. He's basically used on like one thing, and it's boot throws. Yeah, and he's really good on him. Yep. The Jags let him go to sign Tim Tebow. Let's just uh, please throw that back out there. Yeah, well, I don't even know what to say about that. Another tight end question: Do you think Beck being activated has anything to do with Fant? Just throwing that out there. Speaking of Beck, well, I'll, I'll take this back to the question really quick. Do you think Beck being active has anything to do with Fant? No. No, no not, not at all. But Andrew Beck, he needs to be active every yeah. game. He was a beast, especially in the first half. Two key blocks. Yep, Javante Williams can thank him for that touchdown. Yes, run. he can. Uh, beautiful block. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's why you have a fullback out yep. there, even though he's not really a fullback. Yeah, it, <laughs> exactly. But he was, uh, I mean, you could do four tight end packages. And how about the creativity, especially early in the game, by Pat Shermer on a couple of those those plays where you have Noah Fant kind of motion in to be that fullback, but you're in pistol or you're in shotgun, and then he's kind of the pistol guy. I, I love the creativity at first. I, I completely agree. Although what was also with – they did this a couple of times where they took a receiver, ran him across, put him in motion, and then they had the receiver do like a fake snap catch or something, but the receiver was already like five yards past the center. I'm going, who is this fooling right, right now? Right, right, yeah. I don't. I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Deontay had an especially oh, egregious yeah. one where <laughs> yeah. he didn't even like put his hands, yeah. or like he didn't even like pretend to get it until yeah. he was outside of the tackle <laughs> yeah. box. Ball hadn't even snapped still. <laughs> I think I honestly think what happens is Teddy's supposed to snap that like right. Yeah. But he's getting a look from the defense, and as soon as he sees that, he was like, oh, okay, I'm yeah. not going to snap it right now. Right. Let me adjust to this look. Right. Yeah, I hope that's what it was because that's not mm-hmm. how you run those. No, it's definitely <laughs> not. Maybe Sean McVay can uh, give right. them some tutorials. <laughs> Sean McVay looked good today. All right. Yes, he did. Next one coming in from Larry A. How do we beat the Ravens next week? We'll have plenty to talk about this week when it comes to beating the Ravens. And honestly, moving forward, this was kind of yeah. like – Chapter one of the season. We've been talking about these three games as a cluster for so long. And I know it's, you know, not quite a quarter of the season like it used to be with the first four. Uh, It's kind of a different setup now. But this was the first cluster. I think as we move on into the rest of this week, we'll talk a lot about the Ravens, of course. But really just about the next cluster of three, which is way different. Ravens, Steelers, Raiders. Um, it's going to present a whole new challenge. So we'll talk all about that throughout the week. Is there anything else we need to get to here, Kale? All right. I think that is going to wrap it up for us. One last shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver online, msudenver.edu slash online is where you can go to see all they have to offer. Um, they are awesome. Just like the Denver Broncos right now. Yes. Uh, which undefeated is in September. Undefeated in September. That's all you can ask for. Yep. Uh, the vibes are immaculate, I would say. They are double-digit point wins, three straight games. All right, stick with us the rest of this week. Like I said, we'll get into the Ravens and all of the rest of the schedule. Uh, but we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Appreciate everyone who uh, yes, came up here and watched. You. And uh, we'll catch you guys tomorrow.